0: Hello campers and welcome back to Camp Camp Counselor's Corner. It's been a minute. Uh well welcome to Rooster Team Radio. We're we're gonna be talking about the Camp Camp episode, the quarter moon convergence, but can't do it alone. I'm here with the rest, the entirety of the Rooster Team. I am here with Megan Salinas.
1: Good morning, Campers, or should I say good evening, since we'll be looking at the stars.
0: It's there's always just a hint of Petra and it and it's just a little disconcerting. Oh, boy, Uh We've got Katie calling.
2: I'm here to perform your dark errands.
0: You know, Katie, we started the show.
2: What do you think this is?
0: <laughs> this is this is reality i'm lifting This is
2: your dark errand mark lifting this. yeah this, this is it
0: yes this fun podcast we do on the side this is a dark well i mean that's fair uh <laughs> <laughs> and we have the returning stacy shuttleworth welcome back stacy
3: oh thanks look there is always room for more dark errands in your life
0: the dark arid that's that's what we'll be <laughs> analyzing today but um, last time, before we get into the yeah, quarterly Yeah, we call them
2: side hustles.
0: Fair. Before we get into today's episode, we had a camp activity from last week. Uh, last week, what the hell am I talking about? From last episode. <laughs> it doesn't matter when people look at this later in the feed, but we're, yeah. anyway, time is a, it's a thing that's uh, wobbly-wibbly. I did it wrong on purpose. So, uh, exactly. <laughs> So that's what that's what you every society is a construct but we're not talking about today dear god we are not getting off on the weeds already breaking down uh, last time last time we met we had a camp activity for everybody which was sharing an unseen camp campbell trio and an adventure you'd like to see him go on now uh we did have some folks uh that submitted through Anchor voice messaging, and because we have so many of those, we're going to give them precedence this episode. Hey, rewarding things that we ask you to do. How about that? Um, so, uh, let's take a listen together, and first, we have a message from Atlas. Let's take a listen.
4: Hey, Rooster Team. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I'm one dumb gamer in your Discord channel, but please call me Atlas. Um, in response to the camp activity question you pose on the Camp Camp Counselor's corner, I think an unlikely trio I would like to see get some spotlight is uh, Preston, Nerf, and Arid, actually. I have this idea in my head now of Preston trying to put on a more action-oriented theater production, recruiting Arid for stunt work because she's cool like that. And recruiting Nerf because, well, somebody has to be the typecast villain. Let me know what you think of that idea. I'll see you on the next episode.
1: I really like the idea of this trio in particular. Um, I am a little bit bummed because the last time Preston and Nerf, like, really spent time together, it was kind of upsetting. So I would like to see a different, brighter side of that. And also, because... Preston is so much like a I want to be the center of attention. You contrast that with Arid's just cool, very flippant personality. I think that's a lot of fun. And I think the dynamic between her and Nerf is also really fun, too, because he tries so hard at everything (laughs) to varying degrees of success, and she doesn't have to try at all. So I kind of like the idea of them in specific circumstances kind of getting all getting along.
0: Nerf makes sense to me in this instance because it's he doesn't always look for validation, but if he gets an opportunity to be a bully and everybody's okay with it, I think he'd be super down and he would do anything to make it succeed.
1: I I think you're absolutely right in that regard. And like to to be applauded that i think would bring tears to his eye
0: <laughs> his true calling is being a steve zapka-esque uh, vi- action play villain
1: oh, that would be adorable
0: it's cobra kai but with nerf next we have a message from cam who is our resident uh, camp counselor on the discord channel as well as a, a host previous host here on the show now, his is very interesting. I want to take another listen. The trio of campers I want to see tackle in Adventure are Scotty from Physical Comedy Camp, a camper from Pirate Camp, and the unnamed camper with blue hair seen briefly at the end of the mascot episode. They will attempt to embed themselves back in the show by replacing the main trio as they fight to reclaim some semblance of relevance. Listen, I've been watching this show since its inception. I've watched the various uh, all of the seasons various times, sometimes in in ridiculous chunks. The fact that he brought something up, notably the camper with the blue hair from the end of season 1 episode 2, and I didn't notice it until <laughs> he pointed it out is beyond vexing. Now, I will say <laughs> There, there's a reason he was one of the people that we had guest host the show and is one of the people that we will continue to go back to the well for. But I say, with all respect in my in, from, from my heart, fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to bleep Are that, you? too, so it sounds funnier. Are
3: you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, but specifically him talking about Scotty, one of the kids from Pirate Camp and blue hair is obviously a a reference to campers that were quickly introduced and just shoveled off to the side. Um, I always, I don't know about y'all, but I always assumed that um, pirate camp was another camp on Lake Lilac.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. The same. Um, Actually, fun fact, my older brother was a camp counselor at pirates camp. Um, way way back when uh because that was the fancy name for the fencing camp that they did
2: (laughs) and also because your older brother looks like orlando bloom debatable he do though (laughs) he do more
0: orlando bloom than less juani depp
2: (laughs) (laughs) Orlando bloom
0: okay Orlando bloom um yeah yeah cam you blew my mind you you oh i'm just i've got words and this I already just said
2: reminds me of like, At the at one point Being in the Kingdom Hearts fandom We got that another side another story short Which was the first time that we saw Roxas We had no idea what the hell he was called So the entire fandom was calling him Blonde haired kid or BHK For at least a year We have our own BHK In camp camp we have blue haired kid
0: Who are they? <laughs> what do they want? What camp are they signed know. up for?
2: It's Honestly, so... they probably became a flower scout.
3: Failed as soon as they could. They weren't cut out
0: for <laughs>
2: it. Yeah, they were just like, our, our mascot is a what? And we're calling ourselves the what's? Hmm, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> Excuse if, me, Mom, if... I need a new camp. <laughs> 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 there's a there, there's, yeah. They're, they're a wood scout now.
0: What if they're a squirrel double agent?
2: Whoa, you're
3: in too deep, Mark. Thought.
0: Oh god, there's man my my conspiracy brain is now I don't know if I'll be able to focus the episode the rest of the episode but we're going to try. So the so last voice message to that we got the
2: conspiracy theory episode later this sometime.
0: Don't you don't don't you I just put me in a closet with a microphone. I'll emerge 3 days later with a possible usable 30 minutes of non-coherent rambling. Yes. But
4: <laughs> that you is realize what we I,
3: want.
2: people would you realize that people would probably love to hear the entire three days, right?
0: Don't don't. I don't have a big enough memory card. But other than that, <laughs> if How about if just three uh,
2: hours, we'll compromise.
0: A, th- a, a three-hour tour of Lake Lilac. Why? Oh boy! A three-hour tour. <laughs> we'll figure on. it out. <laughs> uh, our last voice message. Our last voice message comes from Nick, and he has an interesting trio that, with a great episode premise that I think can can get pulled off and if anybody is listening hey just make sure you give nick credit for this one <laughs> hey. let's t- let's take a listen
4: i think that a good unusual combination for camp camp adventures would be space kid
2: neil and arid trying to make a zero gravity machine because it's extreme spinning and it's got to do with space and science See, I can see multiple ways for this to go. Just because anytime you have Neil Squared working together in an episode, things get interesting. Because for those of you who might not remember, Space Kid is indeed a Neil. So I... And there goes the brain. I can see this as either never getting off the ground, so to speak, because Neil and Neil attempting to work together or not, and Arid being too cool to care is just... a. Recipe for camp camp style disaster. I can also see them making it, failing to close the ceiling, and losing Space Kid in a full-on Willy Wonka anti-gravity soda sort of scene.
0: Anybody? Any any other thoughts from anybody else?
1: Who's seen the movie Gravity? <laughs> uh so arid is sandra bullock space kid is george clooney and neil can be uh i i don't know some guy in master control <laughs> or he could be the other uh astronaut that got killed off at the very <laughs>
0: beginning he could Ouch. he could be george clooney too <laughs> just keep fighting over too. who gets to be george clooney george exactly clooney. exactly mm-hmm. So thank you to Atlas, Cam, and Nick for leaving us voice messages for our our camp activity. Uh, make sure if we do have camp activities that have a bit of like a storytelling component, we'd love to have you tell the story more so than us. So please leave us a message if we call for it. But other than that, I'd like to get into the Quarter Moon Convergence. I wanted to start the episode with a a bit of a softball. Just to sort of get us back into the madness of Camp Campbell, and I'll start with Stacy on this one. Do you think the quartermaster purposefully took out the counselors?
3: I don't even think that's a question. I think that's just a given fact of life.
0: The softest of softballs. <laughs> um, Megan, Katie, and and we'll we'll pass by this question quickly because it is the softest of balls.
1: I think he did what he felt he had to do in order to make sure that they remained safe during this dark errand slash made sure they wouldn't get in the way.
2: I'm going to say no. No, he didn't. Because if you think about it, the counselors have the kids. They rally them up to the uh, they're all up on that hill. Nobody's dealing with the meteor. No one's doing any other stuff, so they're all out of his way anyway. This, I think, was <laughs> an inconvenience.
0: Yeah, cute, and hmm, and having uh, Harrison was lemons out of lemonade. <laughs> I
3: like that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then. Then moving on to another. Uh, uh, we, we were just kind of talking about him in a different light, but when we, whenever we've talked about wanting to see a certain camper it's usually because they've had a bit line here a little bit of involvement here this that and the other thing when what will space kid's big season moment be because we've we've got a little bit of him in the trio episode a little bit of him here and space kid is usually the highlight of any of the episodes so katie from this episode, and, and not looking too far forward now since we are kind of in the a couple weeks past this episode and at time of recording, but what do you see in Neil's future?
2: Uh, <laughs> okay, so you're gonna have to specify which Neil I assume Space Kid.
0: Well, I, 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 I didn't mention Science Kid once at all.
2: <laughs> Context clues. And honestly, I don't have a fucking clue. It could be anything. He's kind of like the caboose of this series. He's lovable and he is both a generator of and a magnet for completely ridiculous crazy random happenstances. Like it could be literally anything. You could say a dragon comes down from the mountain and Space Kid becomes its rider and I'd be like... oh. Or you could say a giant cat makes its way out of the lake and adopts Space Kid as its long-lost kitten, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Or you could tell me Space Kid becomes a ghost for an episode, and then he gets better at the end, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Like it could be
0: anything, Katie.
2: All we know is that Space Kid will roll with it, and it'll be hilarious.
0: You just gave. I I'm gonna plus I'm gonna give you one better, on that last Space Kid one. It's not that he becomes a ghost, it's that he thinks he's a ghost oh. <laughs> because everybody else in the camp is ignoring him.
2: Oh my god. It's no, like I classic,
0: classic little brother syndrome.
2: Oh my god. And See, so I he was becomes straight a up going, ghost. so I was straight up going, he's a, oh my god, space ghost. he becomes
0: he becomes a space ghost and the only point of reference he has for that is trying to start a late night talk show. <laughs>
3: Oh good lord! Yes,
2: I'm dying, Squirtle. This Mark, is all your.
0: Is a, <laughs> this is all Katie's idea. All uh, Katie's no, idea. No,
2: it's all your idea. I was gonna go like full on haunted house ghost.
1: There's this episode of Pokemon where yeah, guys, because of the 3D printer, we have a super collider, uh, one in which many many a Nerf was thrown into. Correct. Yes. Uh, has anybody seen the Sigma teaser trailer for Overwatch? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go on.
1: <laughs> what is that
0: melody? Is this what is this what happened to Half-Nerf?
1: <laughs> well, I'm thinking that, yeah, a science Neil decides he wants to start playing around with uh, his super collider again, uh, and Space Kid... Either gets sucked into the black hole or as a result of the experiment somehow is affected by the black hole. And whatever's happening with Sigma and Overwatch uh, starts happening with Neil. And he can just hear the music of the universe or he gets sucked into the black hole. And since now I've got gravity on the mind, he has to figure out he gets sucked into that dimension. And it becomes a survival story of him trying to get back to our dimension.
0: And you know what? not without, I mean, everybody's seen the episode at this point, so it's not like we're burying the lead or anything, but he ends up re-meeting the, the time octopus, the space octopus. Yes. yes. Oh my ends gosh. Up sending him back on his way.
1: <laughs> with someone's little brother in tow? Perhaps? It's gonna be the savior.
0: And hey, Megan, you made, like, Space Constantine with... <laughs> <laughs> Space kid gets his wings, but they're I like don't... little airplane wings that you get for meeting the pilot.
1: I don't hate that. I, <laughs> I kind of dig it.
0: She see see what happens when we work together. Just pure madness.
3: Indeed. Oh, it's so fun.
0: Stacy, how do you want to see a little bit more space kid in the rest of the season?
3: All right, so we have a looming threat always hanging over Camp Campbell. Now the secret is that the squirrels actually really love space. And so when space kid just needs someone to talk about space with, he finds the squirrels. And that's how our episode begins with Space Kid as the new leader of the squirrels. Oh shit. Squirrel
1: King. <laughs>
0: he's he's the new squirrel king because he thinks he thinks just like them. <laughs> you know that that's that's not crazy, Stacy. That's nuts.
4: Oh, Mark.
1: And because he comes from the world of man, he can usher in a new era of peace as oh an God. ambassador between the two worlds.
0: It's like it's like Avatar dances with wolves Pocahontas?
1: <laughs> I oh love boy. that movie.
0: And, and Space Kid paints, paints his mask blue. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Ugh, what game. are
3: we
0: <laughs> y'all rule
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I very much like doing this show <laughs> we do our best
0: man it helps it helps get sort of like the creative juices flowing um we we, we, <laughs> we make we make RTX every week here on the camp camp castleerss corner um it's so so we're t- space kid decides to not have his moment in the sun. And gets sort of ridiculed. And so, despite that, I want to take him out of the running for this next question. Because he seems to be okay with being the kid that's made fun of. Because that's that's when people give him attention. So, Megan, who who do you think... And, and this whole episode is essentially about ridicule. But who do you think has it the worst most consistently? Other than Space Kid.
1: Most consistently, yeah. Um, that's it's kind of tough because I was actually thinking about this earlier um, when I was on my way to come record because I did think it was kind of odd watching this episode, everybody kind of ganging up on Harrison. Like I did feel like that felt a little forced, like it felt a little out of place the first time I watched this episode, but thinking back on it. I was like, uh, you know, I thought back to who peed in the lake and Nerys was very, very quick to jump on Harrison um, when he vanished his pants away. And so, like, I, I was thinking about it more in context and I was like, no, everybody in this camp, because they're all weird, weirdo misfits, like, they all sort of get their turn to be ridiculed. It just it felt very abrupt for Harrison because everybody jumped on him immediately in this episode. But like I said, you know, kind of taking a step back and looking at it, it's like, no, they they all get made fun of. They you know, it just I guess it happened to be his turn today. I I don't know if somebody like spun the wheel and went and it's Harrison today (laughs) this evening. Well,
2: I mean, little kids making fun of other little kids. Whenever someone is singled out as the target, and let's be real, Max is real good at singling people out as the target, everyone else jumps on quickly because it means that they're not singled out as the target. It's less a, let's all pick on Harrison today, and more of a, oh, it's Harrison right now. If I join in, it won't be me. Fifth grade sucked for Katie, you guys. Uh, God, so... <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm i not really surprised that this happened to Harrison, and I'm sure that there are plenty of episodes where they ha- it happens to all the other kids and we just don't see it, because there's not an apocalypse that night that we have to avert. It's just business as usual. And we did see it a bit in Who Peed in the Lake, because it turned on Max really quickly, and then everyone ganged up on him. So this is just how kids do, you guys. Creepy, creepy, scary pack animals sometimes.
0: Yeah, children are the worst, just in general. Kids suck. Um, They can be great. They can
2: also be horror terrors.
0: Unless they're related to you. Then they're only less terrible.
2: I I maintain they can be great and they can also be horror terrors, regardless of blood status.
0: You know what phrase I don't want to hear very often? (laughs) Blood status.
2: You know, it's the perfect episode for it.
1: But what (sighs) if we took his blood?
0: space kid stars in blood status
3: no wait i don't like it the anymore. social network that kills no no
0: and stacy do you think anybody gets the the worst end of the stick more consistently
3: i think it goes around fairly evenly um i feel like preston gets it quite often But not in an overwhelming way, and not in a singled out in an episode way like this, Mm -hmm. necessarily. Uh, But otherwise, Harrison really is kind of the really odd one out, if you think about it in terms of, they're all just kids, and then there's Harrison, who isn't quite just that.
0: (laughs) He's him being tortured with all of the power that he has could either be really good or really bad. Right. And, and, and when it came to this, I, I think that science, Neil, now that we have to make that just because of how much we've been talking about space kid science, Neil is somebody just because since he's a part, he's a part of the quote, main three, we see him get essentially dunked on a lot more, but it's, that's also his role in the trio but then when they expand out to the the camp as a whole that's when space kid becomes the new the new uh attack target and then harrison in front of it it's man are we perpetuating the cycle (laughs) yes Are are we making it worse um so speaking of making it worse How does anybody trust the Quartermaster at this point, really? Because we've we've seen a lot from him, y'all, and I never thought that we would go full. I think this was the next closest thing to a backstory, but I think this gave us legitimately more answers than questions. Because sure, some weird shit happened, but when the Quartermaster's on screen, you sort of suspend all of that when it... Because you don't you don't know what to expect. And this sort of goes into, uh, an, an, we, we see them going into the demon cave. And I don't know about you, y'all, but there, there was a lot of implied Rooster Teeth cross-branding in there. One was more than an implication, mm-hmm. but there is a knight statue. There were dream catchers. The the music that was playing wasn't exactly the Warthog music, but it certainly reminded me of season one RVB, but the most overt thing, which of course, the, the conspiracy corner for another day, but this, this is of course just sort of like a nod, but did anybody notice what was on the back wall?
1: No. What was it, Mark?
0: Now this is pointed out again by Cam slow down the on on the back wall. <laughs> he's going to out
2: conspiracy you if you're not careful.
0: I mean, he's not he's not conspiring, he's just he's just stating stuff and letting me freak out about it. <laughs> but if you notice uh, um and I'll put this in in the Discord as we're talking, um if I can actually. Um if you notice behind the quartermaster's head so you can it gets covered up and sort of moves around as the corner mess moves around is the goddamn relic of knowledge.
1: What? Oh
0: gee. The lamp, the honest what? to God lamp from Ruby <laughs> is in the danger cave. Okay. And I so don't like it.
2: The thing that stuck out to me about the danger cave is and you know the portrait's kind of front and center, but the fact that the portrait <clears throat> From God knows when, of God knows who, is doing the Camp Campbell salute? That to me is just like, wait, then where the hell did it come from? And what the hell is it? Are we doing like? How much influence has the quartermaster actually had over the camp? And how long has it? It it would be like if a bunch of Boy Scouts went around flashing an Illuminati hand signal, you know?
0: I would. Jesus Mm.
2: fucking Christ! How much?
0: How much is Camp Campbell, Camp, yeah, Cameron Campbell in charge of the camp, and how much is the quartermaster running the show?
3: Jesus. Yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Yeah. Just between the two of them, 5% for Cameron Campbell, and most of that is the fact that it's his name on the camp, and 95% quartermaster, because there's a difference between the figurehead and the guy who actually knows how everything works, for better or for worse.
0: I'm expecting a spider-verse-esque hey let's tell you how it happened and they cut to campbell showing up seeing the quartermaster on the property him like slapping a a label on it that says coming soon cameron campbell's camp campbell and he's like do you mind if i build a camp here and like, (laughs) and he just sort of shrugs travis willingham i it was a grog heavy episode this past week. Or grog, fuck me! It was a Ford heavy episode this week, so <laughs> I've been say, listening to his wait, voice for hours fuck on end. What
2: did I miss? I need to catch yeah. up.
0: Dude, <laughs> <laughs> This this last week actually had a lot of allusions to season one. Either way, um, um, season one, campaign one. But um, <laughs> I, I popped the photo into the Discord if y'all can see it. I'm, oh
1: no! I'm oh no. staring that, at it that's right why now. I said, "Jesus Christ, what the fuck?" Uh, guys, I have a question.
0: Go on, ask it. Ask away. Cool. Um
1: does this mean that all of Camp Camp actually takes place within a maiden vault?
0: Is the is the danger cave a vault?
1: Yes. Or like all all of Camp all of, the entire world of Camp Camp.
0: So <laughs>
3: That checks out <laughs> if you're the quartermaster you can <laughs> quartermaster can do
2: anything i just want to know what this skull is this weird skull that has the flame in it like what
0: is well that, that? was that was the torch that that they that they had well, i yes, mean it doesn't what explain is it
2: a skull of what animal did like that come that creature from?
0: yes
3: <laughs> maybe we'll find out
0: it did come from an animal uh, Maybe. so i'd like i'd like to think that um I'd, li- I'd like to think that when Jin gives the backstory and it fade it starts fading to the once upon a time it cuts to the camp camp opening <laughs> and it's just <laughs> the entire series of camp camp and then the the Ozma and uh salem stuff starts
3: I'm looking forward to this cut.
0: Oh God, it'll take. Oh man, it's
3: it's one of those. Mike Peter's
0: gonna be chugging along for this one.
2: It's one of those like the B movie, but every time someone says B, it restarts the B movie. But it it, it's one of those like 18 hour cuts.
1: I'm just. I love the idea of of that happening, and so we get to the end of Jin's story, and Team Ruby goes like, you know, now we know the truth. Uh, also, what was the deal with that whole thing about those kids at summer camp that seemed unnecessary?
0: <laughs> well, if, if you, oh God, if we are in in conspiracy corner. If you remember, it was either season one or or maybe it was season two or season three. Ruby was reading a Camp Camp comic. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yep. And she goes, ha, ha, "Crazy kids," or was or was that a, that might have been a chibi?
2: That was probably a chibi. They did, however, have an Achievement Hunter poster on their wall.
0: Yes, the Chivo Boys.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Okay, so there was a question to this, and it was, um, how long will we see references until we get a full-blown crossover, Stacy?
3: It's coming next week.
2: (laughs) No, no, a crossover
3: in <laughs> canon, not just us being crazy.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, oh, okay, hold on. Uh, well, you might have to wait a while longer on that one.
0: Oh god, now I see like another ritual where <laughs> quartermaster is trying to get like one of the chibi characters into like a summoning circle, and and they get away, whomever it is. But it's, it has to be Nora. I was gonna say, like it's pro, it's probably Nora or it's oh god it's it's a chibi version of Sam like it's just Sam but she's in the in the ruby chibi style and then it's just like full boah
2: I feel this like if we're going to go complete bonkers we need chibi Shannon McCormick
0: hmm hmm or no nope one better sorry live action Shannon McCormick
3: <laughs> There it is He woke
2: up and it wasn't Seattle <laughs>
0: <laughs> dear god this is the this is the chaos man ha, has wrought what are we anyway <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're doing exactly what we're meant to be doing Mark don't question it just go
0: rampant speculation um, does any what what else does, do people want to see in terms of crossovers uh, Katie or, or is real, did I real not just Shannon? give you
2: what I wanted I
0: was gonna say that's fair
2: he woke up and it wasn't
0: Seattle too legit Megan,
1: um, I love the idea. Like, cause I mean, we people have been talking about a potential crossover for for various Rooster Teeth stuff for like literal years. And I remember last at last year's RTX, um, the little promotional art that they had for for Ruby and Caboose, I thought was really cute. And it's sort of you know because the style of artwork was its own thing for that promotional stuff for RTX, it made it believable for those two characters from two very, very different worlds to coexist within the same space, even though that space was only a banner. So what I'm telling you uh, is that you know how there's like this Isekai series right now that's like yes! a crossover between Isekai Overlord classroom, and- Isekai yeah. Classroom. I think that's what it's called. I think one of the reasons why we haven't had there weren't a ton of announcements at RTX this year is because Rooster Teeth Classroom (laughs) is currently in the works and soon all of these characters will all be in middle school together.
0: I love that idea.
2: Uh, Sadly, I don't think they're going to be able to keep the red versus blue characters. I think that is honest to God. The reason we haven't had any RVB crossovers is because whatever they have tied up in their contract with Bungie and Microsoft probably doesn't allow for it.
0: You know, you know what it is. You know how you do it. How do you you do have it? it as a voice from over the uh, intercom.
2: Caboose is the principal, and he does the morning announcements. <laughs> yeah, this and you is never see how him. We do it.
4: Yeah. In terms um, of crossovers, have... the
2: other thing I want is I want a merchandise shirt that says coexist, but has all the different like rooster teeth property logos.
0: <laughs> I um, I have a terrible idea, a go- or terrible in terms of uh, dark machinations. So yeah. you know how I said you know how I said that uh, quartermaster would be sacrificing Ruby Chibi. <laughs> what what if and this, is a, this is a really bad idea and i'm sorry for anybody who gets triggered by this trigger warning what if the quartermaster has been sacrificing all of the canceled rt animation projects so so like so like sex swing and uh x-ray and valve. <laughs>
2: So when Miles made a joke about reanimating the desiccated corpse of Strangerhood to do a second season, he wasn't kidding.
0: No. Quartermaster killed it, and somehow (laughs) it came back.
3: He was really trying to work out a deal with Quartermaster the whole time.
0: Oh, God. I don't know, but I like your middle school idea much better. It's less morbid. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. All right.
2: We speared an eel. We found pig's blood and also potentially pickled deer lips, and we smeared them on. You want to talk about less morbid in this episode?
0: <laughs> I also like how we learned that one of Quartermaster's extensions is just a stick.
2: Yeah, a his walking, walking stick, stick extension. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate. Tiny um. Home really Home quickly, extension, I... though. That makes me happy.
0: Really quickly, I just wanted to take the time to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you're listening on uh, Anchor, uh, make sure to leave us a voice message. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review or, or whatever, um, and we'll play, play it on the show. If you're listening to us through iTunes, please leave, a, leave us a, a comment and a rating. We haven't had one since April. And if you're enjoying the shows that we put on here, we'd really appreciate you share the word because it allows us to get a little bit more – play on the vast ocean of podcasting when it comes to the itunes store and the and the podcasting app but um other other than that um we we really appreciate everybody taking the time to support the show tweet at us we know that our schedule has been a little bit back and forth we're trying to get back on track as of this recording and uh we'll be um make sure you follow us on the rooster team for more updates but we're going to catch up with camp camp and whatever if if ruby's next we're going to catch up with ruby if there's any rampant speculation we'll do another episode of rooster team radio Uh, make sure you go back we did rtx 2019 from a distance if you haven't listened to that go check it out we get into some pretty deep conversations but uh, we thank you for your listenership we thank you for your support y'all rule y'all kick ass but if you want to support us in a different way we actually do have a sponsor katie if you would be so kind
2: Rooster Team Radio is sponsored by Fred's BS, breads and spreads by Fred. Fred's BS is an L.A. local one-man baked goods business that offers unique flavors in small batches. Whether you're looking for homemade jams, brownies, blondies, or brown sugar buddies, the best cookies you've ever had, Fred's BS can provide. All products are made in small batches with fresh ingredients. Nothing is ever frozen. Fred provides a plethora of flavors that can't be found in stores, like the aforementioned brown sugar buddies or his strawberry peach paradise sunrise jam. Also, if you're L.A. local, you can choose pickup instead of delivery and get your goods even sooner. Head to fredsbs.com and use coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM for 20% off your entire order. That's fredsbs.com, F-R-E-D-S-B-S.com, and coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM. Fred's BS, treat yourself, because you deserve it. Get yourself some camp snacks, y'all. That's what these are, and they are amazing.
0: Can confirm. Uh, thank you Katie and thank you Fred thank you for everybody for your support uh, let's get back into the quarter moon convergence um w- with the so Katie you mentioned it with a combination of the Elizabethan quarter sister doing the the Camp Campbell salute or and, and there's a, that's also kind of a like a that's something that's in paintings that I've seen before um, but uh, and that coupled with the term eternal custodian, Katie, when do you think this eternity started?
2: An eternity ago.
0: Well, fuck me. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, Man. you
2: lowball me that and you expect me not to be a shitbird about it?
0: <laughs> Fair. Um, in terms of when, when do you think the Quartermaster started his service to protecting the world, so we found out?
2: Honestly, same answer. Quartermaster was the proto-man descended from God knows where, and that is why humanity is so utterly fucked up.
0: Fair, fair. Um, Mark, w- w- what? A- hello. Uh,
1: yes, I could tell you, but that's a spoiler for Red versus Blue.
0: I'm, I'm doing that face of Fry where it's like, not sure if serious.
2: <laughs> oh, no. That, that was beautiful. Thank you. Holy
1: shit. If you didn't laugh at it, it's only because you didn't get it.
0: I mean, <laughs> not because yes. it wasn't
1: funny. This is true.
0: Fair. Yeah. Legit. Hashtag too legit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry about that uh continue never apologize
0: no man fuck me um if, so this is sort of a general a general qu- question to the group if the campers instead of having so the, the campers had a bad time that's that's kind of a general thing that everybody can agree on if they had a good time with the vines do you think they would consider it an eldritch blast moving on the next question—that's a—that's a one-person. and I do
2: that. that and, then and then you started talking about vines, and I thought about Flowey And then you said good time with the vines, and I'm like, this isn't Evil Dead, Mark.
0: Why wow, even? Mi- so you missed my D and D joke.
2: I did not miss your D and D joke. I took three separate branching paths before I even got there.
0: It's layered. It's layers. Hashtag do it for the vine. Um <laughs> Mine is dead, Mark. Uh, you gotta let it go, man. I got oofed. <laughs> I got legit oofed. Rip me.
1: St- Stacy, this is why we've missed having you. <laughs> Seriously, though. You're, you are like
2: laser-guided balloon deflation. It's amazing. I don't
3: know if I uh, should take that as a compliment.
0: You simultaneously dunked and dabbed on me.
3: Yes. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at the dabs.
0: Like you, you dunked, you jumped, you d- dunked with one and dabbed on the way down and, and just landed and, and exploded with middle fingers. It was, it was awesome. It was great.
2: Someone please draw that. What i here for.
0: Uh, so I want to know everybody's impressions from the the tea time scene, uh, starting with you, Stacey. What What was going through your mind as we got a whole lot of information from this visual picture?
3: Honestly, it took a while to get past the, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and, and then, like, then it was just kind of like, okay, wait, 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 we are getting thrown a lot of stuff right now. Um, I mean, we obviously got the whole eternal, eternal custodian uh, revelation about our quartermaster. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, I have been waiting for Harrison's storyline to progress and for him to, someone save Harrison. For months and months and months so to even get to that point where we finally get like a bit from harrison and he is too <laughs> completely overwhelmed and just like done with this nonsense to even react to it uh was simultaneously very like disappointing in the plot scheme and also perfect
0: agreed i to- totally feel in all of that uh katie
2: that is a really good-natured apocalyptic
3: octopus. octopus.
0: Good. Solid. Let's, let's TM that.
2: Yep.
3: octopus. He, he has a lot of apocalypses to bring apart, uh, to bring around. You know, he can't ask everybody everything. Yeah. Yeah. So he just, it was is very good-natured.
2: You know, the apocalypse comes with tea time and an octopus. And, yeah, it's a lot more chill than I expected after the pig's blood and the vines and the whatnot. So, um, Yeah. Also, confirmation that Harrison's brother is still out there somewhere in the void.
0: Somewhere in eternity exists Harrison's brother. Yep. He's doing fine, apparently. Megan, are you doing fine? Did that scene <laughs> mess you up? Um, I mean,
1: not really. I found uh, the octopus, the cosmic octopus's hat to be quite charming. the, the thing that upset me the most was when he poured himself some tea and I'm like, no, no, you don't do it on you. Oh, oh dear. (laughs)
2: Um, (laughs) but that is where an octopus's beak
1: is. So that's about the right place for it to go. Um, I absolutely loved this. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but the trailer for it chapter two dropped recently and so it kind of looks like they're leaning more into the the cosmic entity side of things so this is a cosmic entity that goes uh your tiny human minds can't conceive of what i really am so i'm going to take the shape of an octopus uh, wearing a very dapper outfit because that's the closest approximation to what i am that your minds can (laughs) conceive Um, and yeah, I just, he was very congenial and I, I appreciate that in my cosmic terrors. Um, and I, I also love that all of this came down to one, not only Harrison's abilities, uh, aiding in creating this, um, you know, the, this meeting place, you know, they, they wouldn't have met with this cosmic entity if Harrison's abilities hadn't, been involved in some way but also just very much all of humanity was judged based on the soul of this kid and he and the quartermaster's stuff
3: (laughs) very important uh
1: you can get new stuff Mm, not some of the stuff that he has he could find a way (laughs) um but yeah and and so if harrison wasn't pure of heart the entire universe would have been destroyed. So I, I liked this as an assessment of his character and, and the cosmic entity even gives him some good advice of like, Hey, don't be so concerned about how other people perceive you. You're on the right track. You're doing good kid, which is what, you know, it's the kind of advice I wish I had gotten from a cosmic entity when I was Harrison's age. So I, it's really good to see that. And he, him getting encouragement. Cause you know, he's not getting it at home. So I I really enjoyed this very wholesome scene.
0: What what kind of advice did you get from cosmic entities?
1: It was all like stay in school and don't do drugs. You know, like mm. it. You know the uh, the cosmic entity that always came to our school would like always wore a dare t shirt, which I thought was kind of tacky. But you know what? It, if that's what he wants to do during his volunteer hours, like I'm not gonna rag on him for it.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of. Uh, eldritch horrors doing community outreach programs these days man the, the 90s hit hard
2: see the downside of growing up in colorado was that they were out of eldritch horrors when they got here because the horror repellent at the top of pike's peak does its job far too well so we got the occasional visit from sasquatch but honestly he really didn't have a lot to say aside from sharing some weird vegan recipes like sasquatch is a bigger hippie than you'd think
0: that's i mean that's life affirming that that's that's pretty cool that's that's pretty life affirming i'm Are just we, glad Bruce i, I never a visited. question about or a discussion topic about harrison's brother but it seems like we're all pretty much in agreement that we're gonna see or we hope to see harrison's brother at some point in the future Maybe I, that's a part of Harrison's ultimate finale, but sorry, Megan, go ahead.
1: I, yeah, I, I just kind of going off of that, Mark, I do want to ask, maybe, maybe it was because of the congenial nature of this cosmic entity and the way, you know, he just delivers information, but what if that tell a Harrison, I say hello... Wasn't meant to be a Hi brother, like I miss you. What if it was a you did this to me? You you sent me here. You will pay. Tell, <laughs> I'm going to find you.
0: <laughs> tell Harrison that I've got powers of my own and I'm I'm coming.
1: Exactly. So it could very well be a hello brother, I miss you. Or it could very well be a I missed you. <laughs>
0: What if it's what if it's like an evil twin situation? But he's like a really nice twin. <laughs> and and so by default that makes Harrison the evil twin.
2: Well, that's how Harrison's parents see
1: it.
0: See, I mean, it yeah. What's what's that movie with Macaulay Culkin and, and Elijah Wood?
1: Good son. The good yeah. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you know that? It's... Why why didn't you? Um uh, so I do, I do want to point out, then, that if Harrison actually is the evil twin, then that says a lot about this com- cosmic entity's perception of good and evil, which does tie into the idea that it is, in fact, an eldritch horror. Because he's like, yes, you
3: are pure of heart, dark one. <laughs> My dark <laughs> yes. star child. So I was thinking about that, too, because we, we had never really had clarification whether Harrison... You know just accidentally poofed his brother away with no ill intention or if uh that was not necessarily the purest of thing for him to do maybe it
1: wasn't an accident is what you're saying
3: maybe it was maybe it wasn't who can really say and i don't think our uh elder core really clears it up for us very much
0: i'm terrified
3: (laughs) i'm
1: so happy (laughs)
0: you would be talking about eldritch horrors and megan's getting all excited
1: cosmic revenge plots i'm yeah i'm jazz stuff
0: we've gone all over the damn place and that's partially my fault my apologies but before we sign off i wanted to see if there's anything else that anybody wanted to talk to about this episode
2: I did appreciate Harrison's realization at the end that like, no, he doesn't really want to hang out with the quartermaster even if they are both outcasts together. Just like because eh. a lot of this episode was you try to hang out with the one person that'll accept you even if they're not good for you and you still try to make it work because you know, you're outcasts together and realizing that yeah, sometimes it's better to be an outcast alone if there is a goddamn reason the other person is an outcast. Like I did appreciate, in between all of the cosmic everything happening, I did appreciate having that relatively simple through-line. Camp Camp is good at that.
0: Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point, Katie. Is that this episode is sort of like a subtle nod at of, of, what's the word, acknowledging toxic relationships. And it wasn't like heavy-handed or it wasn't anything. It was just, as you said, it was just two people that have a thing in common and that it doesn't it's not necessarily good well it's good for one person not good for the other but they're just so hungry for companionship that they'll do anything even i mean i it's it's hard to say that the stuff that he may not have been doing the right thing to do it but technically quartermasters saved eternity for the time being and so Harrison helped him do that,
1: sure, but it's it's weird though, because ultimate like even though like this is the most like I think straight a series of straightforward answers from the quartermaster that we've gotten to date, and he did in fact save the world, like he at the end of the day he was still using Harrison, and like yeah. you were saying about toxic relationships, that's not good, and yeah it's it's good that this wasn't a heavy handed way of delivering that message. Um, you know, that nobody had to turn to the camera and say, vaccinate your kids, damn it. <laughs> because the fact that we have to turn to the camera and say, vaccinate your kids, damn it, is ridiculous. And yet people need it. Um, so I, I appreciate that this wasn't super heavy handed in that regard. Um, but I loved seeing these characters interact off of each other. I love any time my media goes uh full evil dead i always appreciate uh evil dead nods <laughs> in any capacity so make it made my heart sing um and yeah i i really liked the the cosmic stage and i i feel like it's been a while since harrison's had had the floor so it was really nice getting to see him in the spotlight for a little bit
0: agreed stacy do you have any yeah. final thoughts on this one
3: uh, I mean, all of that. It basically seeing Harrison go through a pretty simple and straightforward arc there was was nice and kind of gratifying. And uh, you know, they're all weirdos. We can all be weirdos together. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, the only other thing is, uh, I guess I'm glad I'm not teaching in a science lab anymore because I would never call telescopes anything other than farseers.
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, dude. This show is just constantly improving our uh, our vocabulary. What was the thing you said earlier, Katie? Blood, blood, mat. What was it?
1: Blood status. Yes,
0: blood blood status. status. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know why I wanted to remind myself of it. Ugh.
2: That's on you, man. That is on you. Fair. Yeah, no. I had already forgotten.
0: Self-fulfilling prophecy. uh, Hashtag blood status. But uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode of Camp Camp Counselor's Corner. Uh, We were talking about the Quarter Moon Convergence. Make sure to check it out on the Rooster Teeth website. And it'll be coming eventually to YouTube. But um, next time, we're going to be talking about Follow the Leader. No camp activity this week, but we do have one uh, coming up in the next episode. So make sure to prep for that because it's a doozy, just like the episode was. We're going to be catching up. And uh, if you want to tell us what you think of our various theories or episode ideas or give us producer slash writer credit, you can find us on social media. So uh, we'll start with Megan. Where can the folks find you?
1: You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I am also on a Lost retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, where my co host Will Link loves Lost, and I don't. And we talk about it. And uh, if you want to hear me talk more about uh, horror and horror-related things that I love, I've got a YouTube channel called Silver Screams, where myself and a co-host, I, I don't know. I mean, you probably never heard of her, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but me and my cohort, Katie Cullen, uh, talk about horror-related things. So if you uh, like our banter and you like horror stuff, uh, you should check that out.
2: No co-host, but a cohort. I'll take it. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias, as well as on YouTube and Twitch at K-I-A-X-E-T. If you like reaction videos to Rooster Teeth stuff, general trailers, and whatever the hell else crosses my dash, they live on that channel. I am also on a podcast called On The Point. It is an Overwatch and Overwatch League podcast, where my co-host, not cohort, co-host, there is a difference, and I talk about all things Overwatch and Overwatch League and we are going to have a lot to say about stage four so far of a day. Like, dang, guys, it's been bonkers. So tune in for
3: that.
0: Stacy, what about you?
3: You can find me all over the web at Stacey Shuttles. If you follow Twitter and Instagram, it's been a very convention-heavy season, and I've dove back into the cosplay making. Uh, I have a project coming up with a, another friend-slash-streamer who is going to start cosplaying, so uh, stay tuned for that.
0: Very cool. You can find me on Twitter at MarkBudonica. I do a podcast with my wife called Party of Two. We've been sort of predicting what the plans for Epcot are going to be now that we're in Florida and we're actually spending a ridiculous amount of time at Epcot. We're we've been going through each of the pavilions. There's going to be a major refurb announced at D23 this year. So make sure to tune in. We've been going through all of the different pavilions. Most recently we talked about world showcase and what countries will and we want to get announced will be and we're going to be doing an update since universal is making a big announcement and uh, andrea got to go on jurassic world over in california it in case you didn't know that i'm not in california but we're going to be talking about universal a lot too but we're also going to be covering d23 so make sure to follow us there at party of two pod on twitter follow me again at mark Bidonica thank you so much uh make sure you follow the team at the rooster team check out our t public slash the rooster team all of our links are in the description down below thank you so much for listening to this episode of camp camp counselors corner we will see you next time and of course Camp a diem